0: Hello, it's Caroline, and I'm here to tell you that the episode you're about to listen to was recorded a long time ago, back when I used Patreon, back when I ran lots of different workshops and programs that I do not run anymore, and back before the Fuck It Diet book. So if I refer to any of these obsolete offerings while you're listening, just know that even though my Patreon and other programs don't exist anymore, You can find helpful resources by going to thefuckadiet.com slash more. You can also read the beginning of the Fuck a Diet book for free from my site. Lastly, this podcast is extremely messy, and it was actually intentionally messy and unstructured because that was the only way I could inspire myself to start and continue this podcast. I needed the lowest stakes possible. And though this podcast remains very low budget and has remained messy throughout the years until now, if you want slightly more structured and streamlined episodes, listen to the more recent episodes. All right, enjoy.
1: Hi guys, this is Caroline and you're listening to the Fuck a Diet Radio and I'm very excited because... Uh, my patreon experiment is Going well, and I'm really excited about the questions that were asked and I'm really excited to answer them. I Want to podcast even more often than I am now. I just keep saying that over and over but I got this horrible terrible cold um, And I've sort of been waiting so I'm not coughing and sneezing the whole time that I record I probably will cough you can probably hear it in my voice a little bit, but um, I'm also going away with a friend to the mountains for a couple days, so I want to do it before I go. Um, so I'm going to be taking a lot of prompts from Patreon, and if you are new to the podcast and don't know what I'm talking about, over at Patreon, com slash Caroline Duner C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E D-O-O-N-R um you can become part of this podcast community and the intro to the fuck diet community it's meant to be a place where people can gather and it's as little as one dollar a month and you can ask questions for the podcast and engage with other people and um that is it's pretty new where i'm trying to do this with the podcast and i'm very excited about it so if you want to join it on in go over there. It's meant to be pay what you can. And without further ado, here is the theme song, Pointlessly. Honestly, I hate the theme song. It's gotta go. It's gotta change. But, uh, I don't know what to do. So, I'll figure it out. But, uh, So before I get into stuff, uh, before I get into answering two really great questions that I'm sure I will, um, be talking about for a while that actually sort of build on each other too, just coincidentally, um, I was gonna, I was gonna, oh yeah, I got this cold and then I also got a haircut because I hadn't gotten one in a really long time and I... I ki- am I had short hair and I'm kind of trying to grow it out and I don't really know what I'm doing. And I al- also don't really know what I want. Um, I went and I got a haircut from a new person at a new place near my new house. And I have this thing where I like, I, I know like people talk about body dysmorphic disorder with, uh, with eating disorders where you really can't tell what your body looks like. And every time you look at your body, it looks totally different. Um, And you have like vastly different reactions to it and you can't really tell what it looks like and your brain is sort of like changing what it looks like in your head. Well, I have always, in fact, I had a friend in college who told me that I had hair dysmorphic disorder because I can never tell how long my hair is. I literally cannot compare it to other people's. Like I, I have a problem. Like I don't know what I want it to look like. I don't know what it looks like. I think it looks one way and then I see it in a picture and it doesn't, I don't know, I don't know what to ask for, I don't know what I want, I don't know how to describe it and I hate almost every haircut I ever get. And <coughs> it's this is partially my fault, sorry, I'm going to be coughing during this episode um, and I could maybe try to go through and edit it all out but that's just going to take me hours so I'm not going to and I apologize. Um, so anyway, I got a haircut. I told her I didn't want it to be, like, I wanted to kind of, like, keep growing it, like, keep it sort of, like, uh, shoulder length, but I didn't want the, like, really intense layers that were in it, like, the, the like, top layer, bottom layer sort of thing where it sort of, like, curls in and then it flips out. I just, I hated the way it looked. It was growing out from a way earlier haircut that I even hated that I had for, I know this podcast is all about, like, accepting who you are, too, and I do. I just also don't know how to describe what I want with my hair, and I I just don't know what I want, and it doesn't change the way I feel about myself as a person, but it's definitely something that I haven't figured out and, like, kind of go to extremes with to try and figure out, and then I just give up. So I got this haircut, and I was... I was very anxious during it. I, like, knew she wasn't – I knew she didn't get it. She seemed really anxious. I said I didn't want layers. I wanted the sort of, like, blunt – and this is probably a mistake as well – but this sort of, like, blunt look, the, like, sort of, like, layerless um, – my hair's super straight, too, naturally. It's really straight. Um, and I was getting, like, per for a while which because I wanted like way like a wavy bob and it like never really took and I just looked pretty it's just like I just don't know what I'm doing and I just like a constant experiment and normally I'm like it doesn't matter it's just hair but I think I've had enough bad experiences getting haircuts that I really don't like and I feel so badly that I don't this is probably one of my craziest areas of my life still where I don't want them to feel badly like I want them to feel good about their work um so anyway from the front i was like all right this is like sort of what i wanted but she was doing like major like texturizing like like really really like using the razor and like starting really high up so i have like some really really short pieces of hair like like weaved into maybe if a hairdresser is listening they can help me but they probably can't apparently i have a lot of really straight hair a lot of really fine hair either way I don't know what to do with it I should probably just grow it long I this is why I just put it up in in like a ponytail bun which is what I was doing for a while this is so stupid it doesn't matter but I got home and I was like looking at it because I told her I wanted it to be I didn't want it to be that like angled thing where it was like way shorter in the back and and longer in the front because that's what I'd done for a while with shorter hair and I didn't want a lot of layers. I just wanted to try something different, and I wanted this blunt look. I didn't know whether I wanted to grow out my bangs or not. Uh, uh, it This is definitely my fault. Got home, and I looked at it kind of like in the mirror again in the back.
0: I was like, oh,
1: it's like longer in the back and the front than it is on the sides, and it's super layered, and I... I just like I became like I was then I was then I was really sick and I was watching all this TV and all I did when I was watching TV was looking at people's haircuts and like obsessing like trying to figure out like what it was that I liked and what it was that I wanted and anyway the 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 I'm making the story way longer than I meant to the, the the end to it is that I was like, I should go either back to her or probably to someone else because I don't want her to, I don't like, I just don't want to deal with it. Um, to maybe like make the back a little bit shorter, but not like, not like way shorter than the front. Just sh- like a half an inch shorter than it is right now. And so instead, something moved me. To do it myself so I got home from talking to my friend all about my hair and I started cutting the back of my hair myself without without any um, any of the right tools or knowledge or visuals really couldn't really see what I was doing. I kept like, it, it. The, the funny thing is, is that I definitely don't like it worse than it was before. I definitely don't think it's better, but it might be, but it's not good. I mean, it can't be good. It can't look good. But, um, but that's, that's what we're dealing with right now. That's what this past week of mine has been like. I've been very sick and maybe going insane. So, I cut my own hair in the back today, and I cut a little bit of the front too, but I didn't cut the sides because again, the front and the back were both longer than the sides. It was a, it was bad looking. But anyway, let's get to the meat of this episode. Okay, I just listened back to that and that was way long, and I apologize, but story time is over time for me to read an email that i got from someone that i worked with in my very very first program ever okay she is a psychologist and she was even a psychologist then but she was in my first six-month recovery program um and a lot of the work that i do is like you know you know intuition based and spirituality based and writing exercises and trusting your body and um, it was community based and there were lessons every week um and she wrote this to me she said hi caroline i now work as an eating disorder treatment specialist and my workplace embraces some different philosophies than what was discussed in the fuck diet i'm interested in some data supporting the fuck diet mainly with the power of non-restricting in terms of eating what one desires rather than following a plan which is a semi-intuitive approach, which is what most eating, this is an aside, which is what most eating disorder recovery um, places and plans and therapists recommend, uh, a meal plan. And I do not. However, I also do not work with extreme or restrictive eating disorders on purpose, though I know a lot of listeners and readers do have them. I am not technically qualified to um, work with that or address that, so that's always my disclaimer. However, um, I will get into that, especially in my response here. She continued to say, I'm finding that my workplace's approach doesn't work with all the people, surprise, and I would like to use some more of the tools from our program. However, I likely need data to support it if I were to use it uh, frequently as I need to be providing evidence-based treatment. Being under a licensing board and billing insurance companies makes everything a lot more serious. I also would be open to chatting, blah, 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 I hope all is well with you, and I thank you for changing my life. I honestly think that I would, she said, I honest... oh, I honestly don't think that I would be where I am without your tools and the program you developed and will be forever grateful. Can you hear that plane flying overhead? I'm sending love to you, Caroline. And um, so, I read that, and I was like, damn. Um, well, this is, first of all, why I don't work with, eating disorders and then I started talking to the woman that I'm writing the book with and I was like this is so funny um because the woman that I, I'm writing the book with also works with Julia Cameron who wrote The Artist Way which is like this big serendipitous thing in my life that I think I've explained on a podcast episode in the past um and I said it's so funny like I don't there isn't really data slash I have data amnesia like I'll read all of this data. I'll read all these articles. I will um, read all of these things that are. I'm like, yeah, this is so awesome. Like, this is totally supporting the work that I'm doing and what I kind of figured out for myself. This is amazing. And then I'll forget the specifics of it. I'll forget that I ever read it, or I'll sort of like in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I know this is true because I read. I know it's true like in myself and i also read this thing that supported it but i don't know where and i don't like i really i have data amnesia i just my brain does not work that way at all so anyway then i was i started to write back to her and i will I'll, i will read to you what i wrote back hey blank i don't want to give away her name it's so good to hear from you this is very tricky My work is based on intuition and was born of intuition, and I'm careful not to claim to work with eating disorders, though of course many of my followers have them. Um, And I've come to accept that many people with really restrictive eating disorders benefit from a plan to start, just to make sure that they eat enough to kickstart a metabolism and get them to a place that's not super dangerous because if you're metabolically suppressed enough, you won't hear hunger cues till you kind of force it in the beginning. I consider this a bridge because, of course, meal plans and semi-intuitive isn't real recovery. The data I use for the Fuck It Diet is Linda Bacon's work, the Minnesota Starvation Experiment, and some newer studies that show how your reaction to food changes just based on what kind of state you're in and what you believe. And I like to cite this milkshake study. This is all stuff that is going in my book, so I'm able to think like, okay, well, what is the, um, what are like the big things that I kind of have in the why diets don't work, area, um. And then, and I have a lot of smaller little things there. But Linda Bacon's work, you know, cite, she cites a lot of studies herself, and I find that helpful. I cite her citing things. And then I realized, and I was like, well, and then I remembered that um, there was this this recovery method for eating disorders called mini-mod. And I always remember people asking me questions about it as if I was a mini-mod expert, which I'm not, except that it's extremely similar to the fuck-it diet. It just happens to actually um, carefully be evidence-based and specific for extreme eating disorders which again I do not specifically work with so the site that used to talk about mini mod like the site that I um would go to to kind of read a little bit about mini mod before I weirdly would get really bored and be like oh this is just like the fuck it diet and then be like I don't feel like reading this anymore because it's like very scientific that's just the way, not the way my brain works. My brain works in, like, big blocks of, like, of logic. Um, so it, it used to be called Your Utopia. And more recently, it was changed over to the ED, um, ED Institute. So, like, Eating Disorder Institute. It's called the Eating Disorder Institute. And Minimod has been changed to being called homeodynamic. Sorry, let me bring this up. Um, homeodynamic recovery method, formerly MiniMOD method, um, is a synthesis of seven years' research and analysis of peer-reviewed published data and empirical evidence as to what approach might provide the best chance for an adult to reach remission from an active eating disorder. The body manages itself. Home- home- oh God! Homeodynamics is a way of viewing the human living system as defined by martha elizabeth rogers it is often also called nursing theory the three principles of homeodynamics are that human nature is dynamic ever-changing and holistic within the space of functional medicine homeodynamics captures the reality that there is no one homeostatic optimal state for any living system but rather a range that dynamically adjusts in response to internal and external stimuli so like if you're re, if you're hearing me, it's very he- it's the words of this site are very heady and um and scientific essentially, and so <clears throat> I had trouble, like and really really long. I mean, they're citing all of this data, but it's written in this way that I find really hard to compute and retain essentially. Um, <clears throat> So that is why I, that is one of the reasons why I haven't used it in citing very much, except that it really is uh, very similar to the fuck diet but more specifically for very restrictive eating disorders. It says the three R's of reaching remission, refeeding, resting, and brain retraining are the three R's of homeodynamic recovery method. It requires eating nothing less than what an age, sex, weight, and height match individual with no eating disorder eats to support daily energy needs on average. These intake levels are defined by doubly labeled water method clinical trial data. Resting involves halting all di- discretionary activity and all formal exercise and workout sessions and brain retraining is described below. Um again, it's really hard to like to understand. But essentially, when I force myself to read it or read parts of it, I'm like, yeah, this is all all of the proof that I would need except I still am not able to, to like retain the specifics of it. So anyway, you should go here if you're interested and by go here, I mean go to this website. Um, I sent her that and then I sent her uh, one of the blog posts, there are a million blog posts and those are the things to read and they cite all of the, um, all the studies. This one is called Homeodynamic Recovery Method Doubly-Labeled Water Method Trials and Temperament-Based Treatment. Anyway, I sent that to her. If you're interested in that, read it. If you love reading scientific papers, you will love it. I don't. So I am going to continue doing what I'm doing um, and, and sending people over there if they want more specific stuff. So... I wanted to share that with you guys now let's go over to patreon i posted the um, episode 30 which was the episode right before this the the previous episode and jennifer commented in patreon that she listened to the podcast and the worst thing about being on a diet for her for me she said was that it took so much energy and concentration and focus that there was nothing much left for the rest of life and the things that really matter. And the whole time I thought I was being "quote healthy" and had to do it. What a waste. Agreed, Jennifer agreed. Jennifer also posted this um this bracelet, this like um this metal metal cuff bracelet today that says "fuck it" on it that I've seen over the internet and on Instagram many times and I've been like that's so cool and I posted on my Instagram and she posted it in Patreon today and i was like why don't i own this and i bought it so i'm really excited to to buy jewelry that's even more on brand for the fluffy diet and i'll show you guys when i when i get it okay so the first question i'm going to answer is a really really good one and it was asked by kara yesterday and this is what she said she just joined and she said i have many questions but here is one immediate burning query do you have to be really spiritual to benefit from the fuck it diet? I'm a hardcore atheist, though I believe that nature, and by an extension of that, humans, hold enormous power. She said nature holds enormous power and capabilities that are largely untapped. Also, I don't really believe in the concept of souls. I think our brain does all the mushy things that souls are thought to do. Our brains are crazy smart. Um, anyways, how does that very limited take on spirituality mesh with the fuck it diet? It fully meshes. You do not have to be really spiritual to benefit from the fuck it diet at all. I am super spiritual. Um, but the core, core lessons of the fuck it diet are bio... <laughs> I can't even say it. That's how bad I am at science. No. Biological, the actual biology of metabolism that when you restrict, your metabolism slows down. And what it is doing when it slows down is it makes you more fixated on food. So when your metabolism is slow, you are hungrier even though your metabolism is trying to conserve energy. That is why you binge. That is why food tastes better. That is why you feel fixated on food. It's all biological and there are so many studies that show this. And specifically, the Minnesota starvation experiment I think is the most, um, is the biggest one, I would say, Um, the oldest one and the one that I cannot believe is so overlooked, but also that milkshake study that I like to cite all the time where people were given the exact same milkshake, but some were told that it was super low calorie and some were told that it was super high calorie, like way higher than it actually was. The people who um, drank the one that they thought was low calorie Basically, their hunger didn't go away. And the people that thought that they were drinking the super high calorie one, their hunger went away totally. And they were both drinking the exact same thing. And actually, they were testing the ghrelin levels, which is the hunger hormone. And so your body's actually responding to what it thinks you're going through and it's trying to protect you from famine. So that is why refeeding and and letting yourself eat everything is... um, is so important and it, and it really is it's a brain and body thing it's this connection between the brain and the body that the brain and the body are not as separated as we um, have been led to believe and there's plenty of science that is supporting this more and more and more and more and more so um, actual scientific biological chemical hormonal reactions to restriction and perceived restriction just mental restriction which is what what i call it um that is like the very first building block of the fuck it diet and just taking away restriction is going to help you with that. So again, that's totally science. Um, and I don't think that that counts as spiritual at all. And the second big, big, big thing is the social aspect. It's this, um, the social acceptance of yourself and of others and of kind of, this um the way people treat each other the way the media capitalizes on people's insecurities so it's this sort of like um desire to change the way we see things and change the way we treat each other and change what we believe about ourselves and um how we blame other people for their problems and Again, I don't think that that's spiritual. I think that that's just kindness, and um, I, I mean, I liken it to social reform. Whether you're talking about civil rights and racism, or accepting of anybody that is not the same as you, I think that the same thing has to happen with bodies and kind of. And also, a big thing that I talk about both in the my ebook, your beliefs about about food suck that I already have out, and I'm also going into this in the book, the Fuck a Diet book that I'm writing, is that the dark side of religion is this separate, is the how we, it makes us feel separate from other people. It makes us feel like we know the right way and they know the wrong way. And that's the same thing that's happening um, with diets and with body and body image. And so I don't consider that spiritual either, unless we're talking about like, no, it's not spiritual. It's just kindness. It's just empathy. It's just um, caring about the way people who don't have the privileges that you have or don't have the um, experience that you've had, just really making the world a kinder, more understanding place. And also this, the, this amazing... Um, research, and this is a lot of Linda Bacon's research too, and a lot of the research that she cites, that health has more to do with your social status and your stress levels and your feelings of autonomy and control over your life than anything else. Uh, that weight is mostly genetics, but health is mostly actually how you're treated in your life and um, your 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 feelings of power over your life and your choices so I consider that a social the social element the the rebellion part the body image part the feminism part the changing your standards of beauty that's all just like social justice and social reform and kindness and being open and um yeah I don't think that that's spiritual um I hope that spiritual people can see how that fits into a life where you're open and feel like one with everybody Um, but again so basically those are that that's my cut and dry answer to whether the fuck a diet is is just for super spiritual people no it's not so it's possible that what you're asking about is the energy work part now Energy medicine and um, kind of the work that I do around emotions and emotions getting stuck in the body and the muscle testing thing, I see how that's leaning into the spiritual. Um, But also energy medicine is being more and more proven by science and quantum physics. Is it something that we fully understand? No. But they've split an atom and they again, I have data amnesia, so I might not be saying this exactly right, but the gist of it is they split an atom, or they split a molecule, let's say. That might be more accurate. And they had it in totally different parts of the room, and then I think they even had it in totally different parts of like the state or country. And they, they did something to one of the atoms, and the other atom responded as if it was being done to it. And it wasn't. And again, I'm saying atom and maybe that's not correct. It might just be particle. But that you can, that energy is a lot more transferable than than we can see with our eyes. It's like electricity, right? We can't see electricity. People 300 years ago would have said that we were witches or that it was impossible to... Um, have the electricity and lights that we have and like texting, are you kidding me? But, um, it exists even though we can't see it moving and, or we can't often see it moving. And we also, uh, can't, um, all of us like me don't fully understand exactly what's happening, but believe at least that it is happening and that I'm not just making this up that I'm looking at my computer right now, um, So energy medicine is also, um, it it is evidence-based. There, you know, there are doctors that don't understand how acupuncture works, but they still recommend it for their patients because it works and it helps. And the other way that I like to explain energy work, oh, oh, the big thing is for the book, I really, 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 really want it to be accessible. I want it to not freak people out or scare people off or be like, that's too out there because I can be out there. Um, but I really, really want it to speak to a very large base and I want it to be really straightforward. So I'm trying to lean into the most concrete and scientific uh, versions of everything that I do and believe and I can leave some more woo-woo stuff some, to, for some programs and retreats and stuff. But um, there... Uh, the concept of emotions and energy getting stuck in the body is really not that out there. We, uh, our muscles get tense when we're really stressed and you can get a massage and it can make you cry and there can be an outpouring of emotions and it's literally the body being too overwhelmed to actually process the energy of emotions. I mean, emotions are energy moving through your body and we are conduits for it. And is it, um, you can, People will say that it's soul or people will say that it's brain. It doesn't really matter. It, it's happening, you know, and and I, I just sort of really like this, this um, the the Venn diagram. I don't know if it's if that's actually the right way to describe it, but this kind of the crossover of spirituality and science. There is an overlap and within that overlap is is where I, I kind of want to stay and want to at least point to because an energy is is the way that I think is the easiest way to do this um, so I think I've gotten off track so oh so there is a, a psychologist and um, I guess I don't know whether I can call him a scientist or not but uh, a psychologist who has done a lot of work on trauma and He has done all this work and research on what happens in the fight-or-flight mode. And you mobilize all of this energy, this adrenaline, this energy in your nervous system. And then when you're nodding your body you um, don't let the process complete itself. So animals rarely are traumatized, but humans are traumatized all the time, even from things that don't logically seem like they should be traumatizing, but they still can be. And it's because we're not in our bodies to actually process this, process this process, to actually complete this process and discharge the energy in the nervous system. And so it gets stored in the body and it's easily able to be triggered and that is what PTSD is, and it can be really extreme, or it can be kind of way lower, and you don't know that you're experiencing it, but it's this concept of energy being stuck in the body, and it's all about this totally biological process, and it's definitely not, this is not how everyone sees trauma, but this is the work that this man does, and it's, he's been doing it for decades and decades, and, um, and also EFT is an energy work thing that's tapping on um, acupressure points and meridians, and it's been evidence-based for trauma as well. So there is this kind of bridge between the science world and the energy medicine world, and I don't, again, I don't think it means you have to be spiritual, quote-unquote, you can't see the air quotes that I'm doing, um, in order to benefit from energy medicine. Can you benefit from the fuck-a-diet without even like doing any energy work or energy medicine? Yes, you can. People do all of the time. I didn't even start doing energy work um, on myself and then bring it into my programs for like two or three years into the Fakka diet. So absolutely yes. Um, I hope that answers your question. And I also hope that it bridges really nicely into this next question, which is about energy work. Okay, so the next question comes from Jen. And she said, hey, so I was wondering what you do if you ever feel like you have a limiting belief that doesn't seem to release. So I should preface by saying that Jen also has bought Fucketeer Academy. She was in Fucketeer Academy um, when it was a monthly membership. And in Fucketeer Academy, I teach one method that I trained in to help you get in your body and release energy that's bound up that is making a limiting belief kind of easily triggered so she continued and said I know the method you teach we can repeat if they are difficult ones and they still feel like they're in there but do you ever do anything else or does this even happen to you I know there's EFT which is which is what I mentioned before which is this tapping it's also called tapping emotional freedom technique (coughs) sorry guys Also, so maybe doing that as well. And do you think uh, that it's not actually releasing or that it's just returning after being released? Thanks. Love the more frequent podcasts. And then somebody commented and said, Hi, Jen. I know what you mean about beliefs that seem to stick. Have you tried EFT? I've been doing some work with the emotion code and what I've learned, and that's a whole other method... What I've learned is that there is usually more than one occurrence, quote unquote, of what seems to be the same emotion. I don't know if beliefs are similar in what we might have a belief, for instance, um, that I don't, so she said, for instance, that I don't deserve to be happy and that might be supported or be supported by similar beliefs, all of which might need to be addressed separately. Does this make sense? I'd like to hear what others think and what their experiences might look like which is definitely along the lines of what I am going to say. Um, and Jen responded, yes, I've been getting into energy stuff, into more energy stuff, doing a little EFT, emotion code, and all sorts of energy clearing. Caroline's Academy was my first intro into energy stuff, so I wanted to see if she found something she liked or for the tough ones or if her way always did it for her. I know everyone is different, but you're right. I've learned, too, that there's sometimes other Things that have to be cleared, released that might be tied to the bigger thing if you felt you were stuck on, that you felt you were stuck on. Any Another thing I've learned is that if we're stuck on something, we have to ask why? What are we supposed to be learning from that? Because it's there for a reason, something along those lines anyway. And it's energy, emotion, spirituality, so it's not cut and dry, defined, and exact. Curious to hear others' thoughts too, thanks for commenting. Okay. So here we are all across the board in this episode, me talking about how we don't need to be spiritual at all to benefit from the fuck-a-diet, and me um, going super into energy and super into spirituality. So hopefully there's a little bit for everyone. And even if you don't feel spiritual, um, you can, of course, sign off. But maybe it'll be helpful to hear what these people who weren't into energy work before are trying now. Honestly... You guys have hit a lot of the answers, even in your question. Um, I, one of the things that reminded me to do EFT again after I had not done it for a really long time, and this is back you know, a couple years ago, was reading Denise Duffield Thomas, and she works on money blocks and money beliefs and um, limiting beliefs around all that stuff. And her philosophy, and she likes EFT, but her philosophy is throw everything at it. Why not? Why not try, why not do many things to try and help you release or improve or feel um, a shift? So basically, yes, I do like EFT and I do like the method that I gave you, but I have found that some beliefs stick around a little bit longer, and it's almost always because there's another similar supporting belief. And again, for anyone who's listening, what we're really talking about is kind of feeling and discharging stuck energy that happens to be the manifestation of stressful experiences and stressful beliefs. So... I do believe that there are things that we need to learn, like deeper things that we need to learn that help, um, that will help us actually release. And my friend Alexis, who does all of this really cool energy work with chakras and organ energies, she always talks about kind of honoring the stuck energy, honoring the... um the block or honoring the um, the difficulty and kind of like acknowledging it for for what it is and what it was and that that is the way that it releases (coughs) part of me I also go to this really awesome brilliant doctor um, who she's a natural doctor but she's a doctor nonetheless and the work that she does and that the people that she works with do, are across the board. So they they prescribe drugs and they test blood and they do herbs and they do homeopathy and they do acupuncture and they do muscle testing and they, they do everything. And they really, really look at the body as a whole. And they also really believe in inherited energy. And she wanted me to do this thing called family constellation therapy where you're actually you have like a practitioner and it's kind it's it's um releasing patterns that were inherited there is also uh a book that i have not read that kind of talks about this on a dna level so there's also science that is looking at this kind of like kind of uh woo-woo ancestral shamanic way of looking at ancestors and inheriting, inheriting energy But, um, she said to me, oh, sorry guys, sorry, God, my phone wasn't on silent, it's always on silent, she said, after we did this session that was, like, super moving and really beautiful and really, really profound, and I didn't know if I was going to like it, but I loved it, and I loved her, um, she said, so, lots of people, they, they, you know, they want to journal about it, and they want to remember everything, and they want to... Um, they want to really think about it and remember, she said, and I don't recommend this because the work that we just did is, is very much on a spiritual plane and that can sort of like, like undo some of the work to kind of like really, really overthink it and really um, mull it over. So the other thing that I'm saying in my book, I'm focusing mostly on grounding and getting back into the body because of that work of Peter Levine, who wrote this book on trauma and does all this work on getting you back into your body so you can help the nervous system discharge, fight or flight, adrenaline, um, survival energy that sort of like becomes stuck and can be stuck for years and years and years. Um, that That is, again, what PTSD is in, in more extreme versions but so I'm really trying to focus on really really a simple way of explaining what energy work is and giving just a really really simple getting your body it's about feeling what's in your body way to go about it and then of course I'm pointing people in the direction of many different kinds of energy work like EFT um like the emotion code and I say some people, you know, there are so many different ways. And honestly, using this using this example isn't a good example for the a diet. But it's like people wanting to know what the best way to exercise is. There's no best way to exercise. There are so many different ways to exercise. It depends on what, it depends on your body. It depends on what you enjoy. It depends on what feels right. It depends on what feels right that day. Um, you can focus on cardio or strengthening or stretching. And it's all gonna help you and again this is a horrible example it's gonna help you um be more in your body and circulate of course i am totally against exercise for weight loss but um i do think exercise is healthy uh if you're not in starvation mode so that is the best example that i can think of right now um of or like What's the best TV to watch? Like, it's whatever, you know, like all TV is good TV. That's actually not true at all. That's a terrible example. Exercise is a way better example, even though it's a bad example for the fuck-a-diet. You know what? I decided that it's a really great example because you can do all these different kinds. Cardio, strengthening, stretching, um, slow, yoga, um, and... All different kinds are going to strengthen different parts of you and all altogether it's going to help you not be skinnier because that's not the point of life and that's not really the point of exercise, but live a better life and be able to feel more embodied essentially and feel more alive. So that's also the point of energy work and there are just so many ways to do it. So my simple answer to your question is no I don't think that it's it's energy coming back I don't think you like release it and then it like rushes back to you or that um you're being like re traumatized or something I think it's more like even if you haven't released the big chunk of it or like the big the big uh, like ball of energy I also like to explain that we're like untangling a knot so like you've untangled like a tiny little part of the knot but there's a knot right next to it and it's all part of this bigger knot so you're it's not wasted time it's not wasted energy um and also taking breaks can be really helpful too because it helps it to integrate and kind of give you some clarity on the big picture I think that it really does lie in just very similar beliefs or similar experiences or similar um Thing like it's like you haven't fully um, come to realize all of the pieces that are keeping this a pattern of yours. Does that make sense? And that's so frustrating. Like, why can't everything be super simple? Why can't self, you know, spirituality and and growth and um, mental health be like pressing a button? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But. Um, I really would love to continue this conversation, actually, if anybody else who is um, in on the Patreon page, if anybody else wants to pipe in or post their own question about this, if there's something that I didn't get to, um, it's such a big topic, but I, I, I hope that that was helpful, that basically, um, yeah, I think it's just like a, a deeper thing, and I wish that A simple simple method just worked across the board for every single thing and we were all like perfectly happy and confident for the rest of our lives but for some reason it's it's also like layers it's like peeling off the top layer you have to do that before you can get to the next layer and the next layer and the next layer that's also how a lot of holistic doctors talk about work too it's like the stuff that's coming up right now is the top layer we have to kind of help your body with this before we can get to maybe some more deeper stuff or the next thing down Um, so great okay the very last thing that I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read this one thing that somebody wrote in patreon today and then I'm gonna send us off and I'm gonna go to the mountains and um, uh, yeah that's what we're gonna do Carrie said I am feeling amazing I've been battling high cholesterol for months and having to change meds and my diet constantly since starting the fuck a diet I have been eating whatever I want, regardless of its supposed impact on my levels, and today, they're the best they have been. I'm thrilled. Carrie, I am so happy to hear this. That is amazing news. I hope it's inspiring to other people too. Of course, health is such a complicated thing. I have my own health stuff that's been going on since I was a teenager that I know the fuck diet helped, but again, health is not just uh, based on food. It's just not. But the fuck it diet is not a health ruiner, it really can improve things, it can improve stress levels, it can improve hormone levels, Um, it's not a cure-all, but it also can be really good for your health too. Um, So I love hearing stories about that, I think it's really helpful for other people to hear stories about that, and um, I love when people share that. And I'm sure there are people who have had experiences that are different than Carrie's, but. Um, there are lots of people who go on the fuck a diet and find improved health and I think that that's awesome so again if you guys want to become a part of this and ask questions for the podcast it's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash caroline duner and it's as little as one dollar a month and you can quit anytime and until then I will see you guys in there and I thank you for listening and if you're a listener and Don't want to become part of Patreon, but do want to support the podcast. Leaving a review on iTunes is so helpful for other people to find this podcast who may need it or want to find it. Um, And with that, again, goodbye and thank you. And thank you for putting up with me and my coughs and my long story about me cutting my own hair.